The contents of the notebook are for entertainment only. It is not meant to offend or hurt anyone. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello, and welcome back to the Notebook Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana. This is our 23rd episode. So, what's new with you, Nana? Nothing much, nothing much. Uh, Well, past weekend was the long weekend, and I went to Wonderland for the first time (gasps) in, like, forever. I know. Did you go to the Yukon Striker? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of wanted to go, but I know I would probably shit my pants, so I thought that it would probably be better if I didn't poop all over everyone else. Uh on the roller coaster you'd be one of our horror stories then. yeah like <laughs> i would be the horror story of the century if i shat on a roller coaster i've in seen motion. that before Ew. When i went to wonderland one year the, you know the bungee jumping thing yes so they were going down screaming and then they went up and then a brown stain appeared on the guy's oh <laughs> shut up really yeah that's fucked it was so gross and we're like oh god so oh god so it's like are you good with roller coasters do you get dizzy i find that when i get older as i get older i'm more nauseous i used to love roller coasters like yeah. I, I go for the thrill and yeah. up until five years ago i think i went to the last time i went to wonderland um that was when leviathan first came about i think yeah so i'm like oh yeah new roller coaster i'm gonna go on it it's gonna be the best time ever i went on it and before even like descended i swear to god i told myself goodbye world i'm gonna die now <laughs> like it was so scary i was sitting in first roll because that's yeah how i how brave i thought i was so because yeah. i used to love sitting in the front row right so i sat in the front row on the outer because you know how like yeah Leviathan, the inside's a little more yeah yeah the there's no gate or scary. anything right yeah so i'm like oh this is the most thrilling well i'm gonna sit here and i swear to god i thought <laughs> i died and then I never wanted to go on it again. So this time I went, I went on the behemoth yeah. and then I patted myself on the back. I'm like, you did great today. That's all you have to do today. And that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like when I was younger, yeah. like that bungee jumping thing that you talked about, I wanted to go on that. So me and my friend one year, Sophie, yeah. we went to Wonderland and then we actually went to like see the bungee jumping thing. And then we were talking to the people who were getting ready to go in there. And like, as we're getting strapped and stuff, the guy was like, Oh, you have to sign a waiver to state basically if you die, it's right. not fault. And we're like, uh, <laughs> second thought. Never mind. Uh, we're we're yeah. good, thanks. Okay, bye. Yeah, it was too scary, man. I can't do yeah, it anymore. They have, uh, mm. I went to Wonderland last year with my friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm the same as you. Like, I used to just go first at the front of the roller coaster. I used to go on the Leviathan like over and over at the end of the day because it was empty. And so Mm -hmm. I thought I was brave. I was actually doing a good job, but we were there from 10 a.m. until about 6 p.m. And then, but at the end of the day, I decided to go on the Leviathan three times in a row, like back to back because it was empty. And the third time I was like, oh my God, I'm going to vomit. I I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) And I had to sit. Like I physically did not feel well. It was not good. Did you end up barking? No, no, no. I kept it in. And then I, I oh, ate food and it felt, it. Be, felt better. So, yeah, um, yeah. Food always yeah. helps. But <laughs> th- this is what you know you're getting. No, old. seriously. Like your body re- yeah. yeah. Your body's rejecting mm-hmm. what you used to thrive for. And that's when you know you're yeah. old. Also, anxiety doesn't Gigi. help either. So, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Like, I literally was on top of Leviathan and told myself to say goodbye to that's, the world. So, you, that's you thought you committed to How freaked out I was. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, okay, well, I guess I died today. That happened to me too when I uh, went real bungee jumping, like when you jump off the cliff and then yeah, didn't you pass out? I in my head, I committed suicide. Like I jumped (laughs) off to die. I'm not even joking. I like everything went blank. I couldn't hear anything anymore, and I I committed suicide. So that's so scary. Like bungee jumping is probably something that I would never do. I'd rather go skydiving than bungee jumping. Skydiving is less scary than bungee jumping because you're. It's so far away. It's still hard to see that you're hitting the floor. you have a professional right. with you and you have something like harnessed over your body the entire time. Whereas bungee jumping, you don't even feel what's around yeah. you. You're just free yep. falling, yep. right? Until like one string yeah. pulls you back <laughs> by the ankle or, oh God, I can't. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. And 
I've seen videos where bungee jumping no. failed. That like either it broke or they miscalculated the length of the rope and the person actually fell into the water. And some people survived, some didn't. And I will never do bungee jumping. It's like my worst nightmare. I cannot. I didn't know that. I <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend bungee jumping. I know a couple people that have done it, and none of us recommend doing it so I don't know why people do it still <laughs> I don't know either uh, it's just not in my bucket no, list nope yeah what about you what's you new with uh, you? I had a bachelorette this weekend um it was mm-hmm. my best friend Kelsey so we've been friends since we were like seven mm. we were really young um and she had her bachelorette at Boots and Hearts so that's like a country music festival thing mm-hmm. and I honestly mm-hmm. have not listened to country music since I graduated Ever. university no I used to listen to it a lot in university <laughs> and then I actually really like it because it's always happy music or no sometimes it's depressing it's either happy or depressing or it's about nothing which is kind of nice it's like you're just singing about nothing like a like yeah. a red truck or something and then and <laughs> I love my yeah, no, truck. That's dun, like dun, a song. Dun, that's dun. actually a song by Thomas Rhett, I think. But anyways, um, so it's just a lot of fun to dance to and and have a big group with. And our group was amazing. I like we all clicked so well. It was, so it was like Jenny, Caroline, and I from the same friend group as Kelsey, and then Kelsey's um, fiance's sister Sam. So she's great. Mm-hmm. And then we also mm-hmm. had Jackie and Amanda who are from rock so like her university and we all just clicked so well it was like i've heard horror stories about bachelorettes where like new friend groups come in and yeah there's like fighting or some people just don't get along but everything was great and Mm -hmm. we had the most beautiful cottage so there are like paddle boats um they had a pool a hot tub Mm -hmm. a barbecue Mm -hmm. we all got our own rooms and like big big beds and oh so nice it was just it was a That's great awesome. weekend, yeah. Where was um, this? We went up to Barrie, so it's about two hours um, away. The only thing I'd say was like the drive up was horrendous. It was like a yeah. It was. It said it would be one hour and thirty minutes, and then an hour later, it said it was still going to be an hour and thirty minutes. So, Oof. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. But Yikes. it was a lot of fun, and I actually I didn't know what the weekend was going to look like because I don't listen to country, mm-hmm. but that was one of the best festivals I've been to. Have you ever been to like a rave or a festival? Can't say that. No. Okay. No. Okay. So I don't do, I don't like crowds. Yeah, I don't either. And that's why I wasn't <laughs> sure. I'm from China. <laughs> I left China for a reason then. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Just kidding. No, I don't blame you. Cause, yeah. um, so I've been to a couple of raves and it's insane. Like there's, there's people everywhere. Like you're, you can't not touch a person, yeah. right? You're just yes. rubbing it, uh, each other's yep, sweat. Exactly. Yeah, literally sweating other people's sweat. Ugh. So it's it's not Gross. fun. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like that. Plus, I don't listen to country music. Plus, uh, like people are going to be angry because a lot of the times they're angry because they're just rubbing up on everybody, right? Right. But right. at this festival, they planned it so well because there was so much space that even though there mm-hmm. were like 11,000 people or whatever – we all had yeah. arm room. We could set out a blanket. We set out a blanket and then, yeah, at what? the end of the day, night, and we just set out a blanket and we just sat there and we listened to music. It was so nice. And that's awesome. The concert ended at 9.30, but the food <gasps> stayed yeah, the food stayed open until 12 a.m. So perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would, I would go to it a, was so a fun. rave where there's yeah. food. <laughs> and like there were people that just brought lawn chairs and then just sat in the back and just like listened to the music and just ate pizza or wow. poutine. There's lots of poutine. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then I'm prepping for my new gig. So exciting. exciting but there's a lot to do. Mm. I have to yeah. figure out a lot of things, but I'm almost done. So I'm ready. I'm ready to. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for you. So what did you prepare this week for us? Oh boy, I have uh, two horror stories. One super long one and one short and sweet and a love story. What about Um, I have three horror stories. Two of them are pretty short. And the one, the last one, um, he kind of asked for some advice. So I was hoping we could do a little discussion Q&A and get some of your input. Good thing I'm opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. We'll try to give you our best 
opinion. Not really advice because we're, we're no, not licensed to give advice. Suck, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, just take what you want to. I also had a, a message from Manish from last week. <laughs> Hello, Manish. Manish. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to give him a shout out and he said it's fine to say his name. But I actually, well, Nana and I both know Manish from school. His name is actually mm-hmm. Maraj. He's our uh, our listener from Switzerland, and him and his girlfriend Arusa are so cute, so cute. Have you yeah, met her in person when we went to Switzerland? Yeah, Aww. just we stayed with them, and they're so sweet together. I'm really happy they found each other. They're like the perfect complement for each other. So, yeah. yeah. Is 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 Mo gonna be in Switzerland for a long time? Because Lima and I are, are planning a trip there. <gasps> Yeah, so can we come hang out with you guys? I think he's in Turkey right now. (laughs) But I'll reach out to him and see. Well, Mo, send us an email of where your location is. Where we can just Facebook message you. I mean, I guess so. (laughs) There's better platforms, Amy. (laughs) I'm so old school. Send me a letter. (laughs) He sends me letters all the time. Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. sweet. I love that when friends sent you like letters or postcards. Yeah, oh, I love. I that. know, I do too. My favorite thing he's, to receive. He's the only person that ever does that. It's so sweet. Really? Yeah, he's awesome. I love postcards. You are great, Aww. Mo, and thank you for sharing that story last week. It was great. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. All right, shall we begin our stories for this yeah, week? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm gonna begin, and this is mm-hmm. by Brother Uno. A brother yeah. Uno. Um, okay. So (laughs) brother Uno says this went down around seven years ago, but it still feels like it happened yesterday. And I warn you, the amount of cringe contained in this is over nine fucking thousand. Oh, geez. So the story begins on my girlfriend's couch. She lived in a big house outside of the city with her parents and we have been dating for around two months. The relationship was Mm -hmm. great. And we were in that phase where everything was great. And we just Always ate entire double cheese pepperoni pizzas in the middle of the night while we're high or drunk. So, you know, pretty great. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so we were cuddling and watching an episode of Friends when all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I felt it. A freight train sliding down my rectum and it won't stop for nothing. All right. So I'm going to stop this right now for a second because... Um, one thing I learned at Boots and Hearts this weekend. So there were lots of outhouses, okay? And people were actually camping there, so they had to use these outhouses all day. And every outhouse I went to had a log the size of my forearm. And I I was like, what what is is this? I have never seen a man's shit before, okay? Like, it's a child! (laughs) I have never seen a man's shit before. And my poops are like, you know, like the biggest one I've ever seen was, uh, I don't know, the size of like my two fingers, like my index and my middle finger. Okay. And that's like huge to me. I was like, wow, that came out of me. That is incredible. Okay. And I look in these porta bodies. I'm not joking. The size of my forearm. There's a turn. You have a pretty big forearm. I have a huge forearm. It's very thick, very big. I was so confused. It was like, okay, it was like um, a Febreze bottle. I was like, what the fuck is this Ew. in every toilet? Like, okay, so anyway, so now when he says a freight train sliding down my rectum and it won't stop for nothing, I, I, I understand now. Like, it's, it's a big turd. It's, a, it's not a small, <laughs> my type of big turd. It's a real big turd. It, it's like not a mini train no. toy car thing. No, it's like probably a real, a real train. train. <laughs> Literally a real train. Okay, guys and girls, girls, oh, just God. for your knowledge, nice. big freight oh, train. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways, back to the story. Okay. Thanks <laughs> for that. So just so you know, I'm the kind of person who just can't make a shit until, unless I'm at my house and there's a good amount of silence. I'm kind of mm. like that too. I don't really like to public poop. So. Right. Charlie's yeah, like Charlie's that too. Like that. So, <laughs> public places and especially my girlfriend's house is a big nope for me. And I just couldn't hold this one in any longer. So fast Ooh. forward to the point where I'm in the bathroom finishing my delivery, which went great to tell you the truth. <laughs> it was one of those shits for where you don't need to wipe more than once because it's too compact to leave anything behind. Wow. <laughs> those are the best. And also, <laughs> let's get you out of the bathroom in a very small amount of time so no one is suspicious. Right. Except this time, the toilet betrayed me and didn't flush. No. The toilet's tank had no water. Oh. It was like your, uh, that one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
Cindy's yeah. so I guess this is more common than <laughs> than we think than we know yeah. anyways so he goes I it's happened yeah. to oh me god really yeah it's it wasn't the poop it was the paper that clogged the toilet and it was actually the first time that I can't believe I'm sharing this but it was the first time that Lehman came over to my house to pick me up for a date and I had to ask him I called him while he was already on the way to my house to make a quick stop at Canadian Tire to get a plunger (laughs) because I just moved into a new house and we didn't have a plunger so he was like oh, what do you need? I'm like, can you grab a plunger? He's like, say no more, fam. <laughs> and that's how I knew he could be the one for me. That's so funny. That was like, no, oh. no additional question necessary. Say no more, fam. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. That's what you know, yeah. ladies. Uh, sorry. Okay, so, so, so then he goes, I turn on the sink and it works. So I start trying to fill the tank carrying water with my hands. Oh my God. It's not working. I'm getting the entire floor wet and it was going to take three hours at this rate. So I'm panicking now and I don't want this to be my first impression at her house and I'm running out of options. I tilt my face to the sky to pray for help and suddenly I see a light. There is a small rectangular skylight near the ceiling and so I open the window, lift myself up, and see there are plants outside. Now, without thinking too much about the risk, I grab my brown sun and throw it out the window. Oh my god, no! Success! This is like Cindy 2.0, <laughs> no! Success! They won't be able to smell it, and it'll also feed the plants. So as far as I'm concerned, <gasps> I'm doing them a favor. I wash my hands, head to the couch again, only to hear my girlfriend's mother downstairs screaming my girlfriend's name at the top of her lungs, and then shouting, Bother you! Get the hell over here! And as I follow my girlfriend downstairs, my head is panicking. I know something must have gone wrong with my shit, but at the bottom of my heart, I still have faith that maybe her mom is screaming about something else. So we find her mom standing beside the maid on the laundry patio. So the laundry patio is a room beside the house with a sliding roof, and a door that mm-hmm. faces the garden where the maid can do laundry. And then she can also hang the clothes on the uh, clothesline on oh. warm, sunny days. <laughs> and I see my shit lying on top of the washing machine. <laughs> and then her mother goes, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> That's exactly what it is, mom. It's a shit. <laughs> Now, I'm assuming the maid witnessed the whole thing because she has a look of shock on her face. And I look at my girlfriend's mom and then at my girlfriend who looks at me as if I'm a monster. I can see the love in her eyes gradually vanishing. And unfortunately, my reaction to this situation is to turn around while saying, no, 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 no. And head to the house entrance to get the fuck out of that place. My girlfriend shouts my my name as I'm escaping, to which I respond, No, 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 no. I run to my car, turn on the engine, and book it as they're running out with a what the fuck face. That was it. I wasn't mature or intelligent enough to say to my girlfriend that the fucking toilet wasn't working. And instead took the worst possible decision of my life. Completely ghosted on her as well. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That is what Broder Uno did with his turd baby. But if I was in this situation, I would do the exact same thing. If I saw a window or an opening, I would... You would throw your hundred percent. You would touch it. Yeah, 100%. What am I going to do? I would go ask for a bucket and fill the freaking thing up with water. Oh, that's probably smart. Okay, he didn't have to tell her that he took a huge turd. He all he had to say was, "Hey, your toilet is not working. Can I have a bucket to fill up water to flush okay, the toilet?" He wait. didn't have to describe what was in the but, bowl. Okay, but what if she goes, "Oh, let me help you." Then he said, "No, my pee is in there." Right? Like, I don't want you to look at my and pee. And then she insists, "No, don't worry. I know how to do it. Let me just come in here with you." 
no, this, just let me do it. It's fun. It's, I can take care of my own shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there could have been ways for him to go around it. Like why is throwing the poo the first thing that he and you apparently want to do? Okay, so in my head, the reason why I would take my own shit out because if, if I can somehow get rid of it myself then no one will suspect anything. And in this situation, like I was explaining to you, if I ask someone for help, I don't want them to be like, oh, let me just do it. And then they'll just go in, you know, because it's their washroom. They probably know it better than me. They're just going to barge in and see my my baby turd. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> see that. I would have probably tried to wash it down the sink. Right. Ew, what? Yeah. How do you even... Oh, I don't even want to yeah. know. We can, we can, uh, yeah, we can move on now. You can draw a picture for us. I will draw a picture of, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I will not draw a picture of us. Oh my God. Oh, so they have a maid doing their laundry for them? Where, where are they? She's really rich. Where Remember, he was just saying that they were in the countryside. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. So... Well, rich people still got broken toilets. Oh, it's pr- yeah, yeah, it's true. No need to envy nope. them. <laughs> At least our toilets work, right? That is true. That is true. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sharing that story. Disgusting. All right. Time for my first story. And this one is shared by someone named Greg Rari. I'm going to call him Greg. Okay. So Greg starts the story saying, I'm at the bar the other night watching the Hall of Fame game. After it is over, I go over to charge my phone and get one last drink before I Uber home. So he's sitting at the bar. This girl sitting next to me, she was very attractive, out of my league, like way out of my league. So I'm just kind of scrolling through memes on my phone and having my drink. And then she asks me, hey, can I trust you to wash my things and not drug me while I go use the bathroom? And Greg goes, uh, what? And this girl goes... Can you wash my stuff while I go pee and promise not to drug me? To which the bartender said, oh, you can trust Greg. He's really nice. And this is where the bartender fucks up. So the girl goes to the bathroom, comes back, and sits back down and starts to talk to me just about random stuff. We showed pictures of our dogs to each other and we talked about shows and stuff. The typical meet a girl at a bar flirting Mm -hmm. scene. Um, And then she asks if I've ever seen the show Years and Years. To which Greg says, no, but I've seen the band perform live. And then she goes on about how great the show is and how I need to watch it. And then she asks if I have HBO Go. And I say, yes, because I forgot to cancel my cable after Game of Thrones. <laughs> which is what everyone did. Probably why, <laughs> yeah, why they did that. Why everyone yep. got it, yeah. So then she makes me download the app right there at the bar so I could watch it when I get home. And I will probably never do that, but... A few minutes later, she said, hey, do you live close by? And Greg says, yeah, like half a mile. And she says, we should just go back to your place and watch the show. We can curl up on your couch and watch it together. I have a bottle of whiskey in my car. Ooh. Yeah. And Greg's like, I don't know. My house is kind what? of messy right now. What? He turned this down? Mm, okay. He tried. <laughs> and she says, that's okay. I have pets too. I understand. And then Greg says, I mean, I guess, but I have to be at work early tomorrow. And she says, that's okay. I only have to, I I can only stay 30 to 40 minutes and then I have to go home anyway. To Greg, to which Greg said, that's fine. And then in quotation mark, he's like, that's all the time I need. Am I right, (laughs) fellas? (laughs) Hilarious. And then he writes, nope, this was probably one of the biggest mistakes of my life at this point. So it's about 11 p.m. at this point, um, but he's only really been talking to this girl for 20 minutes. So they had just met and the girl's already asking to go back to his place. Weird. So, yeah, they get out of the bar, get in the car, get into her car, which was a stick shift to which Greg was like, oh, no shit. I like you even more now. No one drives a stick anymore. Um, I drive one every day. And then they get back to his place. He rushes inside, try to clean up a little bit, and while she's meeting his dog. <laughs> so finally, they get into the living room, and he's trying to set up his HBO Go, and she runs outside to grab her bottle of whiskey. So 
as soon as he gets the show going, uh, she gets up and grabs Greg by the hand and leads him into his bedroom. So she asked to go back to his place to watch the show, but didn't even get to see the first. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then here, Greg just writes, sex, period. <laughs> so after that, we were just laying there, light pillow talk. It was a great night overall. I got laid and uh, she asked to stay the night. I said, okay, but I reminded her that I have to work early, so I need to get some rest. Now, up, to, up until this point of the story, it sounds pretty right. great. I pulled off another one night stand, high fives all around, yes. right? wrong (laughs) yep so before he went to bed greg says that was great we should do this again sometime and the girl replies i don't think so and he says what why what went wrong i thought it did (laughs) and then to it she replies i don't think my husband would appreciate that no yep so greg is lying in bed naked next to this woman that he just just fucked and just told him that she has a husband. Speechless. What? And, uh, yeah. A million things is crossing Greg's mind all at once. Like, oh, how the fuck did I not see that coming? I am a homewrecker. I'm going to get shot if her husband finds out. So Greg is like, um, what? Are you guys in an open relationship? That's you know where you're like, like where you are? Like, why didn't you tell me that you were married? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> uh, yes, it, do- it kind of does. Yeah. And Greg's like, um, I would be pretty pissed if I were him and knew that you were doing right. this. Now, Greg writes that he has been cheated on before mm-hmm. and that feeling sucks. Yeah. So, and he's also been in a similar situation before where he like was dating someone and then found out that she has a boyfriend. So to him, the cheating thing is the worst thing ever. And he actually went on Facebook and found the boyfriend and told him, came clean to him and everything, told him about his girlfriend and cheating and all that stuff and that he didn't know. Yeah. So to him, cheating is like the worst thing that you can do to a person. So this is where shit hits the fan, apparently. Um, he's like, I don't remember the exact conversation, but it went something like this. The girl says, we're getting separated soon. Greg says, well, you're still fucking married to him, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but that's okay. And he's like, um, excuse me, how is that okay? And she says, he's been abusive. And then there's a slight pause and she starts crying. And this is where the sober Greg kicks in. This girl is struggling. She's in a really bad spot. No one should ever lay a finger on a woman. And now I'm trying to emphasize with this woman who is who I just fucked and je- just cheated on her husband and he has to like, wake up legit- for work in like six hours <laughs> yeah exactly so then while he's trying to emphasize well yeah with this woman she starts having a panic attack she starts going crazy ripping posters off my wall running around the house butt naked knocking shit over basically trashing my, oh my house God. yeah And then she asked me to get her medicine out of her purse, which I do. She takes it and calms down a little bit for most part. Now, at this point, it's already 2 or 3 a.m. So, like, three, at least three hours after they've done the deed. And I tell her that I need to go to sleep because my shift starts soon. And uh, she tells me, the bartender was right. You are really a great guy. Um, And he's like, what the fuck? like what's happening right now so they finally go to sleep around four in the morning he the, uh, greg wakes up late she wants round three. Oh my god uh, and greg is still kind of drunk drunk at this point and could give zero fucks except for one so he did the <laughs> deed again <Yeah. laughs> and then decides to leave her at his house alone while he went to work in the morning bad idea I decided to let her stay in my house for a couple of reasons. One, um, she told me how crazy her husband was and she's in a really bad place and I didn't really feel right asking her to go home to that. And two, I was running pretty late and uh, I was hoping that she probably won't fuck my place up if I just left her mm-hmm. at home. Then a couple hours into my shift, she stopped responding to my texts. So I get really concerned because I'm starting to sober up and starting to piece all this stuff together and I realized I probably made a really bad mistake leaving her at home by, by herself. Just a little. 
Yep. Um, so I came to the conclusion that I should find her husband on Facebook and then message him to let him know what happened. But I see that she had already messaged him from my Facebook account. Apparently, I left my computer open and logged on Facebook at home and she used it to message her own husband. What? Yep. So I came clean to my boss about everything that's happened at this point and he actually lets me go home early. When I got home, I find her still naked in my bed. I get her friend to get her an Uber and then I leave. Oh, also she wanted more sex. So <laughs> we did that before I went back to work. <clears throat> yep. And then I go back to work thinking everything is over, but I was wrong again. When I finally got home from my work, I find her on my couch wearing one of my shirts and only that shirt, like no underpants, nothing else. How did she get back? And I don't know. She never left. Oh God. This girl is afraid to go home, so she never really even got into the Uber. Oh. And I'm pretty worried at this point because I want her to go somewhere else safe. I don't want her in my house. But at the same time, I don't want her to go home to her abusive husband. So I didn't know what to do. And um, so she asked me to find her phone. And I did. And it had 40-something messages and 28 missed calls from her husband. And several from other people. So it's not like her husband didn't want her home. Like he was looking for her. She hands me $20 to order a pizza. And after we eat the pizza, she said she'll Uber home. So we ordered the pizza and she wanted one, one last round of sex before the pizza got there. And I kid you not, I'm sitting on one end of the couch, her on the other, and she just opens her legs and says, make it quick. <laughs> oh my God. So after we had sex one more time, we're just sitting there and she starts crying again, asking to go home. And I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to get you home, woman. I'll get you an Uber, but you got to put pants on. To which she said, no. And Greg is like, what do you mean? No, you can't get into Uber with your vagina just hanging out. And she's like, no. So I gather up all her belongings and clothes and try to get her dressed, to which she refused to allow me to do and starts flaying around and not allowing me to put pants on her. Mm -hmm. So she eventually hands me her phone with the conversation that she's been having with her husband. And I read through the conversation and it's her sending multiple texts saying, I'm so sorry, babe. I don't know where I'm at. Come get me. And him saying, nope, sorry, this is on you. Call 911. And so Greg called 911. Greg told him that he has a woman in his house that's refusing to leave, even though she wants to leave. Very complicated situation. So basically told them the entire situation. And uh, 20 minutes before the cops arrived were the most awkward 20 minutes of this entire situation. This girl is drunk crying, trying to get me to go for yet another round, where at this point, my dick hurts. (laughs) Finally, the cops show up. I go outside, explain the entire situation again, and was kind of freaking out. And... But I kept my calm. I told them that I was concerned about her safety because of the shit that she told me about her husband. But they can't force her to go anywhere she doesn't want to go. She wants to go home. So they have to bring her home. Yeah. So then the officer asked if she was presentable and then went in to grab her. But when she saw the cops go in, she starts yelling, are you fucking serious? You called the cops? And he's like, "Um, yeah, you didn't want to leave even though you said you did. So I called the cops. So basically the officer said to her, you're on this man's property and he wants you to leave. And this girl starts crying and having another panic attack. But the cops eventually got her out of Greg's house. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. So flash forward to today, Greg says, I got a message from our mutual friend, which is the bartender. And she's asking if... Uh, the crazy girl left her keys at my oh, house. God. I was at work at the time, so I wasn't able to check, but I'm 98% sure that I handed over all of her belongings, including the keys to the cops. But I looked for them anyway when I get home and found nothing. But this girl's car is still parked what? across the street from my house. Nobody ever came to claim the car, and uh, it's been days and it's still sitting Whose there. Whose car is it? It's either hers or her husband's car, but it's just been sitting outside of his house for the past, I don't know how many days. That's insane. I hope that she's safe. 
with yeah. her husband if that's where she is and finds a solution for her relationship. Right. Yeah. <sighs> oh God. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Greg. That was a very long one. <laughs> thanks for sharing. Okay, this is the second story, and so this is by Sky Length. Um, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to name them Tyler and Rachel. Okay, mm-hmm. so Tyler and Rachel have been dating for seven months, and Tyler is Rachel's first boyfriend, and vice versa. So you remember your mm-hmm. innocent, like your first boyfriend, first girlfriend kind of thing. First, yeah, time. they were in cute. they were in high school, so it was very very cute. Oh my god, he touched my hand. Yeah, okay, well, it wasn't that innocent. But anyways, okay, we'll um, see. <laughs> so he goes, since we couldn't do anything special for our six-month anniversary due to a scheduling issue, we decided to do something special that day. I'm sorry, scheduling issue? You're in high school, man. <laughs> what, what, what scheduling? Okay, well, I want to preface this by saying that they're both Asian. Okay. So they probably had like piano class or art piano school or something <laughs> karate. Like that. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. So they okay. had special things to do. Fine. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> since they had scheduling issues, they decided to do something special um, for the one day that they had in mind, and that special thing was sex. So losing their virginities oh. to each other. Yeah. That's very special indeed. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our parents are pretty strict. Her mom is sort of accepting of us as a couple, and her dad thinks that I'll turn her into a slut. Like the Asian way, you know? All dads. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, my parents, on the other hand, don't know anything about the relationship, don't even know that she exists. Oof. Yeah, because, you know, Asian parents, again... If he told them, they'd probably force him to break up because dating isn't something right. that they should be doing at this age. Right? You can't date until you're married. Exa- yeah, right? What the hell is that? <laughs> That's literally what my mom said. Um, yep, same. So, so he goes, up till this point today, I have never been in my girlfriend's house because of how her dad is. And today, mm-hmm. both of our parents left for a trip in a city four hours away in the States. So they live in a border town in Canada. And they thought it would be mm. the perfect opportunity to have sex while they were gone in either of their houses. Wow. Okay. And they decided to go to her house because um, he mm-hmm. wanted to be a gentleman to go over to her place. Okay. Right. Unfortunately, they were both very wrong because, um, yeah, because, okay. So they go to her house and they start by cuddling on the couch, watching TV, very innocent. And then it's no. No time for a foreplay, yeah. friends. Get it on. <laughs> then it escalated from there on. So clothes were taken off and a condom packet opened. Hmm. So while on the couch, they noticed a blue light shining across the room. No. And hmm. Tyler goes, what is that? And Rachel goes, oh, my God. And then they found out it was the in-home camera that was activated. So her family oh. had one of those Xiaomi in home camera systems that light up when someone's yes. checking the feed, okay? So they stopped. My God. Knowing that they were fucked because it's like right in front of the camera. At that point, they disconnected the camera thinking it was just auto recording or something because sometimes it does that and tried to figure out how to wipe the video from the cloud using the app <sighs> on her phone. Turns out it wasn't recording, it was something way worse. Her parents wanted to check in on the house from their phone. Jesus, fuck. Oh, my God. So they put their clothes back on. They both burst out crying. They know that their parents (laughs) would be be probably coming back. And they're right. So 20 minutes later, her parents arrive. They actually, like, came back from their journey to go away. Oh, no. And a lot of yelling happened. Her mom seemed to be more understanding and liked that I at least put on a condom. But, but her dad literally chased me out of the house and threatened to get a restraining order from me and grounded my girlfriend. So, yeah, that was oh my their God. first sexual experience. Wait, but did they ever get to have I sex? Don't, I, I don't know. He didn't. The dad probably chopped oh off his no. dick, to be honest. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> but did they break up or... I need There's more. Did no additional information, unfortunately. No. I mean, if this happened to me, I would be scarred for life, and I probably would never that's show like, up at the house ever again. That's literally my worst nightmare. Probably worst yeah. nightmare. 
Okay, there's a pretty fucked up um, would you rather game. Would you rather watch your parents have sex or have your parents watch you have sex? What what game is this? (laughs) Why? We. (laughs) Why? It's just one of those fucked up things that, that I don't know. I don't know what we do this to ourselves. <laughs> Why is that even an option? I don't know. No. Why is there no third option? I don't know. The third option is we all sit oh. around and watch family shows oh together. My God. That's literally like none of that. Or none of that. Oh. Yeah, I can't God. have that. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I don't think I can ever look at my parents again if that ha- happens. Yeah, one time I found condoms in my mom's drawer. And I was like, oh. I know, you, same. Like, unused yeah, yeah, ones, unused, right? Like, obviously, like, ew, yeah. ew. But, like, I was still like, <laughs> I didn't even want to know that that yeah. was a thing. Yeah. yeah, I found their, like, drawer that they keep those things in. And I was just like, okay, goodbye yeah. <laughs> forever. I'm running away from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Like, but also, I never had to worry about that because my parents were too cheap to have Cameras, that yeah, kind same. Of yeah. technology in the house. Same. But also, if I was Rachel, I would have known that there was a camera there. Right? Right? Like, it's your house. You Although, know, I might man. not like, have known that you were able to check in on the house. But she knew that you could delete it off of an app, which means she was aware of that. Okay, yeah. That's just not smart. It is not smart. Like, go yeah, it's just room. not... Go to the bedroom, plan. man. Go to your... Nothing ever good comes out of the family like, room sex or living couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it in a public area when it's your parents' house, yeah. man. Be respectful exactly. to your parents' exactly. space. Oh god. Yeah. High school. My parents were so t- yeah, my parents were so cheap when I was younger that we didn't have like security in, in yeah. at home. But they kept an ADT sign no, on our yard anyway. You did it. You were one of those. <laughs> Oh my, my god! My mom's like, "This is enough to scare off the burglars. We don't need the actual." It thing. does help, though. It really does. It does. Yeah, because then they're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" But that's fucking. Yeah. I wonder how many people do that because it's so genius. Oh, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we didn't even have to buy the sign. It was left over <laughs> by the previous owner. <laughs> the best part. So cheap, yeah. but now they can actually afford security. So so cheap, yeah, so Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but it's great. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing that, man. All right. My next story is a very, it's almost like a joke. Like there's a punchline. Oh, okay. Anyways, I'll just share it. Okay. Um, this one is shared by user cap393. Okay. I will call her K- Karen. Karen. Okay. Okay. Karen. So she says, there's a lot of posts here, aka the Reddit, the feed? Reddit f- feed that I Anyway, she said, there's a lot of posts here that a lot of people are very disappointed in. So I thought I'd just post something funnier to lighten the mood. So I went on a few dates with this guy a while back and I'm still laughing about it to to this day. I met him on Tinder and uh, so it happened that some of my best friends went to the same private school with him and they had already known him. So I thought, okay, we have some mutual friends so it's probably safe to go out with this guy and I thought I would give him a chance. So we go out a few times and he's actually a lot of fun and I really enjoyed hanging out with him. So we start to get to know each other and then he tells me how he moved here from Canada. It's like here as in the States. Um, So basically he told her that he was Canadian and his sister goes to a college there in Canada and so on. And he tells me all these stories about living there and how cool it is and even speaks a slightly Canadian accent at times, which I just can't differentiate. Like, what's a Canadian versus a U.S. accent? Like, they always make fun of us for saying a boot, but we nobody don't actually say says that. a boot. <laughs> but we actually, that? we actually have, like, a very slight Canadian accent. Do we? Yeah, I was watching... Uh, top chef or like chef's table or something where there's a competition right. and there's a Canadian guy and an American guy and then he didn't really have an accent but there were certain words where he had a like I feel like you know it's when, more the demeanor but, right like the way that you speak yes yeah yeah it's not really an accent it's like the way you speak and also we say a a lot and that's actually True. a Canadian thing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that a thing I have to admit because I do say that a all lot, the time so. <laughs> yeah but anyways but yeah but he was saying like speaking in canadian accents at times just to i guess to emphasize that he's canadian to karen anyway so honestly karen thought that most of their conversations 
were about Canada and how obsessed he was with it, which I'm like, That's why so don't you annoying. just go back home? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So as time goes on, we both get pretty busy and kind of lose touch. I still keep up with him as a friend and all, and we both were in the process of deciding which college we were going to attend. So then he tells me the only place he was looking at and planned to go to was a Canadian university because he doesn't have to pay an international student fee. And of course, he loves his home place. Right. A few months later, my friends asked me if I'm still seeing this guy and I tell them, no, we kind of lost, lost touch and... They asked me if he told me all about him being Canadian. And I tell them, yeah, all the time, practically all he talked about. Why? Turns out this guy was not Canadian at all. He just used the idea of him being Canadian to pique my interest in him. And as if his Canadian heritage was going to win me over. What? That's Which is like psychopath. <laughs> Well, anyway. actually, actually, so, if you go to Europe and you say that you're Canadian, they actually think they're more interested in you. Yeah, but this isn't the U.S. Yeah, this isn't the U.S. No one likes you Canada know, in the U.S. Like, <laughs> people see us as, like, We're Americans, like, at least, see us as their less cool yes, brothers. Yeah, that's literally... <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so Karen's like, I mean, props to this guy for fooling me for so long, having me think that he was actually Canadian and all this stuff that he knew about Canada... But they also said that he had to tell previous girlfriends the same life story. So he's been telling everybody that he's Canadian his entire life. Dude, so sociopath, man. Sociopath, right? But it was just so weird. Like, it's kind of shocking, right? Like, you can lie to people about so many things. But this guy thought being Canadian was supposed to be the most interesting about him. But he kept it on for so long, which is, I guess, the only impressive thing yeah. out of this whole situation. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. What people, the things that yeah. people do. People, yeah. That's a form of catfish. It is. It? Yeah, well, that's like the, it's not a physical, the but it's catfish. like a personality <laughs> catfish. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Heritage catfish. Well, <laughs> well thank, thank you, you for, for sharing, sharing that. <laughs> Okay, this one is shared by a user on Reddit, but I'm not going to say the username yet because it'll give some things away. I'll share it at the end. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So he goes, I've been dating my girlfriend, Laura, for just over two years. We met as I was finishing my master's degree and she was in her last year of undergrad and we attended the same university. We have mm-hmm. a pretty strong relationship overall. We get along really well and we have very similar views on goals and life. And I love her a great deal. She's definitely been the healthiest relationship I've ever had, and I see a strong future with her. This weekend has been awful, however. So my best friend Rob came to me about a month ago and told me that he had a plan to propose to his long-term girlfriend, Grace. Um, They've been dating for about seven years. Yeah, which is so nice. Yeah. And the problem was that they lived together, and she's a very clean person, so he was afraid that she might find the ring while cleaning the house before he was ready to Uh. propose. Yeah. So I offered to hide it for him at my house until he was ready. And so he gave it to me and I hid it in the back of my sock drawer. And honestly, I pretty much forgot about it until last Monday when he asked for it back and he successfully proposed to Grace yesterday. Mm. So, yeah, but he had to give it back because, you know, his friend was finally going to be proposing. Right. So Grace posted the picture of the two of them on her Instagram with the ring clearly visible. And Mm -hmm. literally five minutes after she posted, my girlfriend, Laura, called me up absolutely fuming. Okay. She told me that she'd found that ring in my sock drawer three weeks ago. (gasps) So why did I give it to Rob for Grace when I had clearly chosen it, especially for her? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then she went on by saying, was Grace mocking me with that post just to rub it in my nose? The fact that uh, she had stolen my ring. And I had to try to talk her down and explain that I'd just been keeping it safe for Rob. I never intended to propose to her with it. (laughs) But it only made her more upset because she was like, what? You weren't going to proposed to me like you built my hopes up with this ring in your sock drawer uh, n- no nobody <laughs> did that you're the one when digging in his stuff and then yeah and accidentally found it 
Then she hung up on me, texted me that I had three months to propose to her with a better ring than oh, Grace's, or she's going to break up with me. Right. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. Ever. So this was his question. He goes, am I wrong for thinking this is a red flag? I know that she was probably really excited and I absolutely never meant to hurt her feelings with all of this, but the ring was never for her and she should have known about that. Like we don't live together. I don't know what she was doing snooping in my drawers or when she had the time to look in there. Um, but more than that, I'm also 100% not ready for marriage yet. We've only been together for two years, haven't lived together, haven't talked about marriage yet. I want to be at least living together for at least a year before we get engaged, which I think is fair. I don't really mm-hmm. think you... Um, sorry. I know a lot of people that get married um, before living together, but it's a nightmare mm-hmm. because it's so different when you actually live yeah. with someone. And they're like, well, we've been on vacation together for a week. I'm no, like, vacation is so no. different. Yeah. Yeah. You truly find out like the habits of a person when they actually live with you. Right. So. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about that? So, um, <laughs> like you said, you guys weren't living together. She had no business snooping around your stuff. And like all these things aside, because I, I, I think there could have been chance where maybe she was helping him fold laundry or whatever and like putting things away and found it accidentally. And of course, as a girlfriend, if you find a ring in your man's stash, you're not going to confront him about it. No, you yeah. Think that it might be a surprise, right? So I understand that she was kind of expecting it and she was like, I guess, excited that this might happen. But what the fuck? Like her reaction to this whole thing is just ridiculous. Like how could you blame him for this whole situation? Right. Like he explained the situation so clearly that he was hiding this ring for his friend for him to propose to his girlfriend of seven years, why are you mad at him? And why are you giving him a timeline of three months to propose to you? That's just right. ridiculous. Yeah. And the biggest red flag of all is her asking him to buy her a nicer ring than his yeah. friend's ring. Like, what's the point of comparing? Like, that's just so much insecurities shown from this girl. Like, I, that's, that's the biggest red flag for me. I think that's, yeah, and I agree. And I know that, that you guys have been together for two years, but I think this really showed her true colors, the way that yeah. she reacted about the situation. Like for me personally, if I did that, I, I'd react the same way where if I found it, I wouldn't talk to him about it. Yeah, I would hide it. I'll probably go do my nails. Yeah, but, yeah. That's about <laughs> but then like, yeah, but then after seeing it on Grace's photo, I would have, it would have kind of clicked in mm-hmm. and I probably would have, you know, asked him a couple of questions like, oh, like, where did he get the ring? Like, that was really sweet of him. What was the background story for that? And then, you know, seeing if he said something. But it was my fault yeah. that I snooped in the first place. Like, like he exactly. said, it was his software. She didn't live with him. There was no reason for her to be there. So, exactly. I don't know, man. Yeah, that sounds I mean, like- I understand. Yeah, I would understand from her perspective that she was disappointed. I mean, I would be completely disappointed too if I found out that it wasn't for me, but I would understand. I wouldn't go batshit crazy. Like, where's my ring, bitch? So, unfortunately, I think that we both think that this is red flags and she might not be the best person to uh, actually get a ring for. (laughs) Yeah, she handled the situation in the worst way possible. Really poorly. I mean, she's threatening you yeah. with a breakup for you to propose to her just think about ultimatums that ultimatums are not good <laughs> no nope so so that's our humble opinion yep and this was yep. posted by ring accident <laughs> he ah. literally made this account to ask this question just for this yeah <laughs> makes sense makes sense anyways that's our take on it hopefully that helps mm-hmm. you out a little bit yeah, and for our listeners, if you have different opinions, let us know and we'll share with the ring, ring accident. accident yeah, <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that story. All right, the last story is a good story, of course. Yay! And of our episode on a good note. Yeah. This is a story of Tenji and Brian Smith. Tenji okay. is such a cute name. Tenji, how do you right? spell that? T-A-N-G-I-E. Like tangerine, but Tenji. Cool. So Tenji and Brian are from Maryland, and they're 34 and 35 years old. Okay. 
Tanji says, "The first time I met Brian, he put a tote that was the size of a softball practically on my lap, and then I started screaming, and then he cracked up. So I found him to be totally repulsive when I first met him, <laughs> and I distinctly remember telling my mother, 'I hate that boy.' <laughs> How old were they? This was 1988. Tanji、oh. was 11, and Brian was 12. Very cute. And Brian's like, 'Yeah, I wasn't used to girls. <laughs> Clearly not.'" Um, Tenji's parents and her had just moved across the street from Brian's family, so they couldn't really help but see each other all the time. Brian called Tenji Tangerine, and he always made faces at Tenji at bus stops. When it snowed, Brian would wait outside to lob snowballs at Tenji, and he always made fun of Tenji's clothes and hair. And until high school. Brian started to spend less time teasing and more time trying to be warm and kind to Tanji. Oh, because you know, learned high school. Yeah, finally learned. Yeah. Yep. Brian says when she was fifteen, Tanji was very cute.、Aww. We played basketball and video games together and watched The Goonies on VHS. I started driving her to school, and we talked on the phone at night until we fell asleep. Even though we lived across the street. So、Sound、cute. Familiar to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tenji says, "Our junior year, Brian began dating my friend.、Ooh. They only spend time with each other and started ignoring me, so I felt vengeful. I spent days kind of concocting a plan to break them up,、oh、and、God. then I realized that I had feelings for Brian myself. So、Aww. finally, one day on the way home from school, I told him, 'I want us to be together.' <laughs> so <laughs> Brian says." We kissed in my Pontiac Grand AM,、oh. <laughs> parked in my family's driveway, and then they started dating. They actually dated throughout most of college, and then they broke up for a little while. Tenji says I had other relationships, but didn't really connect with anyone else. So we got back together in two thousand and one, and then in two thousand and three, he put on some slow jam, got down on one knee, and said that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with me.、Oh. And I started. I started laughing. Oh, oh God!、Um, <laughs> Brian's like Tenji always laughed at me when I'm trying to be serious, so I was kind of expecting it because he knows her so well, and he knew that this was going to happen. Yeah.、Oh. Tenji says I have a deep romantic love for Brian, but I also love him because he's my best friend. When you're married, it's easy to go on autopilot. You get kids up in the morning, go to work, and don't make time to have fun. You forget why you're together in the first place. I just feel really lucky that Brian and I still joke like we used to as kids. Brian says, "I love to hear Tenji's truest, most goofy la- laugh." And Tenji says, "However, Brian would never put a toad on me today." <laughs> so, I think I mentioned in the beginning.、Uh, Tenji and Brian are thirty-four and thirty-five years old.、Yeah. They have been married for seven years. They have two children, ages three and eighteen months, and a third due soon. So. They've basically known each other their entire lives since they were eleven and twelve. When Tenji's family moved into town and been together ever since. That's so cute.、Uh, yeah. Wow. Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Yeah,、maybe? literally like that's that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although Kevin never Did, put a toad on me, so. Yeah, I think you probably would have kicked his ass. I、so. really like toads, so probably not. Oh, I, right. It probably、right. would have been me putting an insect on him. True. Amy has a weird like fascination with odd animals. Like she used to have rats as pets. They're my favorite pets, and still. But they、are. were, yeah, they were really cute. They were actually, my best friends. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't like those tiny, tiny rats that you find in your garage. Nope, they're the big ones. That's like four or five inches. Okay, that long, literally doesn't sound much better. Naked tails. <laughs> They're huge,、uh, yeah. <laughs> huge. They, they are huge, though. And、But、one of them had a、chubby. broken nail. It was a broken、okay. tail. Yeah, it was a、uh, tail. Her, what did I say? Nail. nail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Her tail got cut off. So. Yeah, they were actually cute. I met them. Yep. I was scared of them, but they were nice.、Yeah. Uh, they were good they boys. Were... Yeah, they're good girls.、Yes. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well. Well, anyways, thank you so much for sharing. That was so sweet. Yeah, that's the story of Brian and Tenji,、oh. and then we'll put up a picture of them on our social. Where did you find that story? Real simple. Okay, cute. And that's the end of episode twenty-three. We hope you、Yay. enjoyed this week's stories, and if you did. 
please rate, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. Yes, please. And we also want to hear yours or your friends' dating horror stories or love stories. So please share them with us um, at thenotbookpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to be anonymous, please let us know and we'll make up names for you. We're really good at that now. And of course, you can now listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find all of this information at, on our website at thenotbookpodcast.com. Yes, please tell your friends and family and your colleagues and neighbors to tune in and be a friend. Yeah, and then next week is our single Pringle. So we're back to that and we'll have, we have a really great Yay. single Pringle this, uh, this month. So we always mm-hmm. do, but sh- they're all great. Yeah, Amy. Gosh, <laughs> but I'm really excited that they yes. are on the show. So me too. Tune in for yeah. that next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so excited. Until then, have a great week, my friends. And bye for now. Bye.